Well, hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today, where I do have some news and views from a West Texan's biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey, guys, welcome to tonight's podcast. And yes, I do have some news and views today for you guys. It is about 10 o'clock my time, Central Standard Time, here in the great state of Texas, United States of America with a K, maybe not yet, but we're, well, might as well say, yeah, we're pretty much there. Guys, I got a lot of stuff to talk to y'all about. Some of the headlines are going to be like hit and miss as I real fast run through, uh, you know, like a drive-by pretty much. And um, some of it will make a little bit in depth. Um, so right now, very sad. Uh, Jewish erasure. So a New York City elementary school lists Palestine on the map instead of Israel. And uh, that was um, from Saturday, January the 13th. Think about that at HarbingersDaily.com. That was Brooklyn's for you. Brooklyn's PS261. There you go, folks. Oh, so sad. So sad. I, you know, it's just, ah, uh, I don't even know words. There's words. I just can't really say them. It's a family-friendly, um, you know, podcast here. Mm, what else do we have going on in the news? Uh, Iran backed Houthi rebels say America will pay a heavy price for strikes. U.S. threatens to continue bombardment. Houthi leaders warned Friday that the U.S. and U.K. will pay a heavy price for striking more than two dozen targets in Yemen as President Biden threatened to continue the bombardment. America and Britain will undoubtedly have to prepare to pay a heavy price and bear all the dire consequences of this blatant aggression, unquote. Senior Houthi official Hussein Al-Azi wrote on X. The U.S.-led strikes Thursday involved more than 150 precision-guided munitions and hit 28 locations, officials said. The retaliatory strikes came after the Iran-backed rebels began firing on shipping vessels in the Red Sea. A critical shipping lane last year, it is the first time the U.S. has deployed strikes against the Houthis in Yemen since 2016. The attack killed five of the group's fighters and wounded six, according to Houthi military spokesman Brigadier General Yahya Sari. Quote, the American and British enemy bears full responsibility for its criminal aggression against our Yemeni, Yemeni people. And it will not go unanswered and unpunished, unquote, he warned in a recorded address Friday. Iranian officials also released a statement saying that the attacks, quote, are a clear violation of Yemen's sovereignty and territorial integrity and a breach of international laws. These attacks will only contribute to insecurity and instability in the region, unquote, Tehran uh, threatened. Mohammed Abdul Salam, the chief negotiator and spokesman for the Iran-backed group, said the strikes wouldn't stop Yemen from, quote, supporting Palestine and Gaza, unquote, and they would continue to target Israeli ships and those heading to the ports of occupied Palestine. But for the past weeks, the extremist group has targeted ships that have little to no connection to Israel. Their activities have ground commerce in the region to a halt and led some of the world's largest shipping companies to cease operations in the Red Sea, through which about 12% of the world's trade passes. President Biden, meanwhile, vowed Friday that the U.S. and its allies would continue to strike the Tehran, or the Tehran uh, proxies if they didn't back down. Quote, we will make sure that we respond to the Houthis if they continue this outrageous behavior along with our allies, unquote. Biden told reporters during a stop in Emas, Pennsylvania. And if they and if he believes the Houthis are a terrorist group, Biden responded, I think they are. Ask if he believes the Houthis are a terrorist group. Biden responded, I think they are. Quote, I think. 
think. Uh, what? Anyway, the article continues. The Biden administration formally delisted the Houthis as a, quote, foreign terrorist organization, unquote, and specially designated global terrorists in 2021 and doing a move by former President Donald Trump. Folks, that uh, comes from um, the New York Post. Folks, that's coming to us from the New York Post. Reposted there at the Harbinger's Daily. Harbinger'sDaily.com. So, guys, I'm tell you, uh, ludicrous, ludicrous that they would not call them uh, terrorists. But, you know, it goes on. You know, they got to, uh, don't even get me started, folks. Don't even get me started. There's so much. Uh, the digital ID framework. So we have the WEF is creating much more than, quote, proof of identity, unquote. This is by Dean Dwyer, because you know him, you love him. He is my second all-time favorite. Dean Dwyer slowly moving into. No, just kidding, Leo. He's not taking over first place. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just giving you guys a hard time. They're both great journalists, and I am very uh, humbled to be able to read their great articles um, on this podcast. And I'm so glad that they, uh, that the Lord is using them in this in times to give us great news. And um, yeah, so folks, this is at theharbingersdaily.com. Once again, it's posted uh, today, today, January the 13th of 2024 by Dean Dwyer over there in Australia. So we will read about that in Queensland, Australia, to be exact. So that's one article that we're going to visit tonight. Uh, one other one. This was at finance.yahoo.com. Um, and this is. Um, we roll up here to the top. AI-driven fake news and urgent global risk ahead of major elections report. So there's that. That is by Anna Weiss. Uh, she's a PA business reporter. That was posted on the 10th of January. And, uh, you know, that's what they're all worried about. They're the World Economic Forum. Says the spread of AI-driven misinformation has become the biggest and most urgent risk for global business leaders as UK voters are expected to take to the polls for a general election this year, a new study has revealed. But climate change leading to extreme weather events remains the biggest concern over the long term, according to the World Economic Forum's annual survey. The poll of more than 1,400 global risk experts, policymakers, and industry leaders revealed major concerns that false information will be used to further widen societal and political divides. It comes at a time of conflict in regions, including the Middle East and Ukraine, which leaders fear will be worsened by new technologies. Artificial intelligence is expected to fuel the spread of false news amid the rise of deep fake videos appearing on social media. The social leaders polled said they thought misinformation and disinformation, the latter of which refers to news deliberately intended to deceive people, you know, kind of like propaganda, you know, it's all fake, uh, is the biggest worldwide risk over the next two years. It overtakes the cost of living crisis as the most urgent threat. According to the analysis by the WEF, compiled with Marsh McLennan and Zurich Insurance Company, close to 3 billion people are expected to face elections in several countries, including Bangladesh, India, Mexico, the UK, and the US over the next two years, the WEF said. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said he was working toward a general election in the second half of the year. Well, well, well. I just can't get over the words misinformation and disinformation. Sounds like something a preschooler made up, you know, like, yeah, dumb, dumber, dumber, you're dumber than dumb, dumb. Really? 
Yeah, folks. I know what to tell you, but, you know, they're driving their agenda and uh, they're using this to do it. And, um, you know, they're going to use AI to drive their agenda because, you know, AI is part of the beast system. And um, it's moving towards that system. And, of course, when the Antichrist does, you know, assume power, um, they're going to use, um, you know, AI is going to be integral in that part. And so is AI in itself evil? You know, I don't know. I don't really think so. Um, not at this point in time. No. Can it be used for nefarious purposes? Yes. Anything basically can be used for nefarious purposes, but it can also be used for good purposes, too, you know. Um, and some kind of, you know, eh, you know, if you're using it to research or whatever, I don't see a big problem in that. If you're using it to, you know, help design your website, I don't see a big problem with that. You know, I do um, content for another company and I do all their advertising on their website and do a lot of wording, make brochures and, um, you know, do presentations and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I actually used um, AI through another software program that I have that I used to do their advertising and presentations and, you know, information graphics and stuff like that. And I actually used AI and, um, and one of their software programs and we were like, both like, wow, that was pretty good, you know? And so I was like, whoa, you know? And so is it, is it like evil within itself? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a tool and, um, you know, Christians use, you know, if you remember correctly, years ago, they said, oh my gosh, radio waves or the airwaves, you know, everything is like, oh, you know, so everything is like, you know, tell a vision, you know, television in itself is not bad, but it can be used for some very, you know, disgusting, perverted, nefarious, evil things like they've been doing, using it for, but you can also use it for good. You see what I'm saying? Podcasting, you know, now, you know, anybody can do a podcast now. Anybody can make their voice out there now. Anybody can, you know what I mean? And so it can be used for good or for bad. What I'm saying is I think AI in itself is, um, is it inherently evil? Eh, you know, it, it's all in who is programming it. You see what I'm saying? So um, all, a, all AI is this artificial intelligence being programmed. And so... That's one thing you got to realize that it's the evil people, you know, that are programming AI. And so, and of course, you and I, whenever we click that, how many stop signs or how many bicycles are in this picture? <laughs> click, click, click. You know, we, we're, they're programming us. We're programming them, basically. It's just kind of, is strange. Um, but like I said, I don't think it's, you know, I think it's going to be used. Absolutely. It will be used part of the B system and uh, absolutely um, is going to be used to track, trace, and, you know, you know, surveil everybody. I mean, it's already being used for that. Now your phones, your microphones, cameras are everywhere. These things are all integrated into the IOB, which is another word for the Internet of Bodies, is what they call it. And uh, so, I mean, it's already being used. I mean, everything, anything that said smart on it, just think of that, that is surveilling you. That's listening to you. That's tracking you. That's everything you do is being tracked, traced, and um, put into this like database with your name on it. You know, and I, you know, I think about that when when I think about all this and Google's database and all these different databases. You know, and how Satan tries to copy God. And when you think about that, because Jesus, you know, there's a book in heaven. There's books on ever everybody, everybody, everything you've ever done is in these books. Everybody. And so the difference is if you're a Christian, when you're raised, you know, from the dead, or um, if you go in the rapture and you go to meet the Lord in the air, you know, uh, either way, when the book is opened, you know, 
by the by the blood of Jesus Christ, our sins have been forgiven. So there's nothing on those books for you and I for sin wise if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ in his work on the cross. And so there's nothing there. But for those who have not put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, their books are filled with every single sinful thing they've ever done, said or thought, whether it was intentional or not intentional. They will be held responsible and accountable for every sin they've ever done and or committed. I mean, everything. And so those books will be opened. And so I think about this when they're putting these databases together and their football fields and football fields, massive, massive storage facilities all around the globe in the store and all this information that's going out there. And um, it makes me think this is kind of like, you know, Satan's book. You know what I'm saying? Uh, compared to the good Lord's book, good Lord doesn't need any technology or anything to do that. It's written. It's there, you know. And uh, as I sit here and, you know, we do these podcasts and I tell you guys all these headlines and, you know, I get super excited about the Lord coming to get us and take us home. I think about it because in the Bible it says we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. So like right now. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Isn't that amazing to think about that? And I I wonder, because, you know, God is, he is, he was, he is, he's all, everything. And so time doesn't really, you know, God doesn't operate in a time zone. He doesn't operate in a time vacuum like you and I do. You know, he created this world and he created time and he created all of this, you know. So he literally, he, he sees the end from the beginning so isn't that amazing where we just see the here and now in the past we don't know the future but god knows all of it and when christ died on the cross he said it is finished which means it's done it is complete he has completed the work it's done what you and i could never do christ did for us and so when he said it was finished it was finished and then when he ascended to heaven he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, his father, he is seated, which means it's done. There's nothing more that needs to be done. He's done. He's seated. Isn't that amazing? He's just waiting for God, the father to send him back to come and get his church. And then the seven years of all hell will break loose. It will be like in no other time in ever history and ever. It will, nothing will ever be like it ever again. And nothing has ever been like that. The seven years of tribulation is something that's going to be horrific words. I mean, if you go and you look and you read the book of Zechariah and you read the book of, you know, Daniel, um, Isaiah and um, Ezekiel and Revelation. And uh, you really read these books and you really look at what is going to be coming upon this world. Your brain can't really fathom that a quarter of the population will die right right off the bat like right off the gate and think about that a quarter of a what eight billion people we have living on this planet right now eight billion with a b and a quarter of those people will die think about that think about that your your mind your brain cannot fathom that you can't literally i mean think about it you can't fathom what a billion people looks like you know what i mean 
And so even to, to, to wrap your mind around how many people will die during like, boom, just right off the gate, just what when that happens. And then you also got to think about when the rapture occurs, how many people will die then? Planes are going to crash, trains, you know, all kinds of things are going to happen when there's no Christian pilots and there's no Christian taxi drivers and Christian whatever. You know, we're going to be yanked out of here across the globe and then that 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 evil one will be revealed it says um the man of perdition um but uh you know the bible says that we as christians have the holy ghost living in us the holy spirit for you newer folks no just kidding there's the old king james people and the new king james people there's the holy ghost and then there's like you know yeah the holy spirit so anyway i love that i'm the holy ghost i'm from that era um but uh you know when we're when when we're yanked out of here and taken up when that trumpet calls and boom we're gone, that's like the Holy Spirit goes too. You know now does that mean the Holy Spirit's not going to be on the earth? No, that's not what that means. But I mean we, you know, on this earth as Christians, we do prevent a lot of the evil just from us being here because you know we we're law enforcement, we uh, we're in the financial industry, we are you know in every sector of society. But when we're taken out of here, there's no nothing to hold the tide of evil back. There'll be nothing. There'll be it'll be full on, you know. And the folks that do get saved during the tribulation period, of course, they don't really have a whole lot to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, they have to look forward to being hunted down and beheaded. Um, that's a big one there in the Bible. It talks about they're going to bring the beheadings back. Um, and um, so that's what they have something to look forward, but they do have heaven to look forward to. So the praise the Lord for that. They are called the tribulation saints. Uh, and if you book, read the book of Revelation, they're actually in heaven throwing their crowns down, you know, like when Lord, when will you, you know, vindicate us, you know, when will. And um, and so it's going to be a magnificent time for us who is in heaven during all this time. And then, of course, when we come back with him on white horses. Um, but you know, what, what would be up there is like the seven year, you know, it's the bride, they can be the feast. And then like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's going to be amazing. You guys, words can't, can't, you can't put into words what it's going to be like. And I think back on John and, and all the prophets and, and the apostles who saw the end days and they tried to, they tried to explain it and put into words how they, what they could attribute it to in their culture. Because if you think, go back like even a hundred years, you know, 150 years, you know, we had horse and buggies, you know, we're still making wooden wheels and, you know, fire and I'm just kidding, you know, but I mean, think about it. That's, that's just, what wasn't that long ago, you guys, it wasn't that long ago. And the older I get, you know, I'm like, wow. But, you know, and you go back even 2,000 years ago and even way back in Isaiah's time, like 4,000, however many years ago. And then you try to put into words, you know, what you're seeing because nothing in their culture even related to that. And so they had to like try to describe it by the things in their society and culture at that time. And so anyway, it, it is it's fascinating, you guys. This is absolutely fascinating. If you are listening as we're reading chronologically through the Bible, I'm using the one year chronological Bible, uh, the New Living Translation. It's actually been it's been a very big, huge blessing to me. And I hope it's, I hope the word um, is blessing you guys as too. But I'm you know I, I absolutely love it because it's in context. Like you're reading it historically how it happened, and how the you know how it, you know how it happened historically, and um, and so it's, it's really great. Um, if you guys aren't joining us, you should. Um, today we'll, we'll be reading um, the 13th of January, 
And we scroll on around. I think we're at Esau and Laban. No, no, we've already passed that. He uh, is Joseph and he gets sold into slavery. Oh, no, that is the 14th. I'm sorry. I'm already jumping ahead. <laughs> oh, goodness. As the descendants of Esau, uh, the original people of Edom, uh, the rulers of Edom. And so, yes, uh, the descendants of Israel. So it's got a little bit of uh, First Chronicles in there, too. But, uh, yeah, if you guys will join us, that'd be great. Um, but, you know, there, there's a, I had to do something because there's so much going on in the world today. I wanted to put good news out there. And uh, I've been wanting to read through the Bible um, chronologically for a very long time. And um, I'm like, wow, let, let's do it, you know. Um, and so, you know, I want to, I, I just, mm, this is crazy times. When you go and you look at the Klaus Schwab's, the world you're going to eat, you, you will eat bugs and you'll like it, you know. Um, and I saw an article today saying there's like 8 billion of us. Why don't we just say no? you know, to these world like elite, there's a very limited number of these folks, not very many of them at all, you know, and uh, there's 8 billion of us. So we're like, what, what are we doing? You know, letting these little people, you know, tell us what to do. Isn't that amazing? And it, it brings me back to the Maui flower, to the Maui, to the, to the Maui fires. Uh, when all that happened, all those people, they burned in their cars because of like three police officers or whatever told them they couldn't drive through. Like, are you serious? So they listened to them and they obeyed them even at the at the cost of their lives. They stayed in their cars and became trapped. Can you imagine? I, I, number one, I can't ever imagine that happening in Texas because we would just bulldoze over them. You know, some Bubba and his big old, you know, Chevy uh, Julie, you know, whatever on a lift kit would just drive right over them, you know. Um, there'll be enough of us with guns. We just mow them down and keep going. You're like, you're not going to tell us what to do, you know, but over there in Hawaii, they just like, okay. And, uh, but it's, you know, it's amazing. If you go back and you look at all that, you know, how Oprah and all those, you know, those folks houses with the blue roofs, you know, those, those houses didn't burn, but you know, all those other people did. What happened to the children? Somebody want to explain that? Can anybody ever explain that? No, they can't explain that. And, you know, the world just sweeps it under a rug. And they just keep on going to the next thing, you know? Like Kelsey and whatever her name is, and you know the football dude. I'm like, really? Who cares? And Taylor Swift or whatever, whoever he's there. I don't have any idea. But that's what the world looks at, you know. Not that the world. I'm sorry. That's what the United States looks like. Look, looks at. And um, it's a very scary time in my country because you know all of my family fought for this country. They were in the military, and um, you know they, you know I. It, and to, to look at this world today and to look at our country, what it has become, it just makes me sick. It just makes me sick in my stomach. My mother was very patriotic. You know, my Uncle Jimmy uh, flew, I think, like two tours, three tours in, in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, he was never the same after that, of course. But, um, you know, he flew those those big old, what, Chinooks and those Hueys or whatever. He was, um, you know, he was, man, and my Uncle, uh, my uncle Doug was in the Marine um, and he was, uh, or my uncle Gene was a Marine, you know, Lieutenant Colonel in the Air Force. And, um, you know, my other uncle Doug, um, he was in the Navy. My grandfather was in the Navy. He was a gunner during World War II. Um, and so, you know, and, and to look at this country now, it just makes me sick. It makes me sick. And I know a lot of you have a lot of family members and you yourselves have probably served our, our country and um, it just absolutely makes me sick at my stomach. My mother was so patriotic. 
she she her whole desk was always like Americana. Her office was always Americana, and she the Fourth of July was her absolute favorite holiday. And um, you know we would shoot off those fireworks. Let me tell you, by the bukus, we'd go out and spend. I mean, money on those things to shoot. We lived in the country, you know, and you get to shoot those things off and. But, and I look at our country today. Here's your stress card. Are we stressing you out? We're so sorry. What's your gender? <laughs> What's your gender? <laughs> Lord help us. Do you honestly think China's going to get much our gender when they come over here to, you know, go? Oh, this makes me so sick. And the only thing that I can think of is our nation, if our nation is ever invaded, is it's going to be the people of the South that's going to have to save the United States because. <laughs> The people up north are going to be like, what's your gender? Oh, my gosh, what's going on? And you can't tell me that. Um, I'm, You can't tell me that. I'm going to blow my whistle. Oh, oh. you know, and like, you, well, let me tell you something. You do invade the United States, go ahead and take the north because, you know, it'll save us some trouble. <laughs> we want to get rid of them for a long time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, I've got friends in Massachusetts. I've got friends in, i got a couple friends in New York, so. Um, no, so I'm just kidding about that. But I mean, you know, that's what's kind of scary. You know, kind of, and, and look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's like, man, they're kind of torn too. And I never thought that happened to Oklahoma. We always say Oklahoma blows, you know, because we're over here in Texas. We're like, ah, you know, it's a big, um, it's a big, uh, what you call it. It's not a good, it's one of those like um, high school rival things. Well, that's our state rivals, you know, we're like, yeah. <laughs> cracks me up no but yeah in new mexico yeah they're like liberal to the bone makes me sick you know it's so funny i gotta tell you something so um i can i can kind of look where i can look on a on a map i can download the you know, statistics and stuff it's really fascinating to me in new mexico i never have any this podcast never ever gets played in new mexico i think one time one time and it was accidentally downloaded in new mexico <laughs> I was like, whoa, really? That's like the only state. That one, and there's one other state um, that I don't think this podcast has ever been played in. Um, and it kind of surprised, it was Nevada. I think it was Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado's huge. I get a lot of downloads in, in Colorado. Colorado, I'm sorry, Colorado. But Nevada, Nevada, none. None until just here recently. I, I certainly have a, a, there's a few downloads there. And um, I'm like, wow, you know, because Pastor Billy Crone is, and I love Pastor Billy. I'm always saying getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com. Um, but anyway, um, I digress. I digress. You know, guys, but I, it just, it just breaks my heart that I look at our nation. Um, it's the greatest nation in the world. You know, the greatest nation ever. Okay. Besides Israel. <laughs> Israel's the greatest nation, of course. But I mean, you know, this like last 200 years or so, you know, Israel was not a nation um, until 1948. Um, it was not a country like till 1948. But I mean, I, I look back and we're like, the, I mean, because you know why we are? Because God, we were founded on Judeo-Christian values. That's why. So it wasn't us. It wasn't anything we did. No, it was God. God blessed this nation God did because we had Christian values and morals and we read the Bibles in our schools and we, you know, we did all, I mean, we honored God. We feared God. And now 
God has been stripped out of everything in our nation. Everything. It's taken, you can't even, you know, it's almost like Canada. You can't even speak. You can't even talk about the Lord. You can't even say anything anymore. I never thought I'd see this day in my own nation where that would ever happen. That breaks my heart more than anything. And, um, you know, that would just, it, it just, you know, and I, and I think a lot of people think that when the rapture happens, um, and of course, you know, at the end of the age, and of course, when the war happens, the seven year tribulation, that America is not there to help Israel because America has pretty much been decimated from the rapture. And I, and of course, and I look back on our country and I'm thinking, is it really, is it really going to be decimated because of the rapture or is going to be decimated because we have, you know, like, what's your gender? And our Marines, you know, what's your gender? Here's my stress card. You're stressing me out. I, I can't handle this anymore. So I kind of look at it from two different ways. Would I love the United States to be decimated because of the rapture? Because there's hardly anybody here. That would be wonderful. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Um, if you look at polls that are taken... Um, people who think they're Christians, they're not Christians. <laughs> they profess to be Christians, but they're not. They're not Christians. Um, you know, they like, yeah, I was like, oh, so, um, you know, there's like, oh, you're, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So you believe that uh, Jesus Christ died and rose again, right? Well, no, I don't really believe that. But you say you're a Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> really? <laughs> or, you know, Jesus was born of a virgin. Do you believe that? No. But you call yourself a Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> You're not a Christian. You cannot call yourself a Christian if you don't believe the entire Bible. The entire Bible. Every word that is written. You have to believe every single word that was written. You can't, like, pick and choose parts of the Bible that you want to believe, that you're convenient with, and then, or, or twist a scripture to fit what you want it to mean like take scriptures out of context like the the health wealth prosperity people do um blissett Daughtry just had a great um she uploaded one to her her youtube channel it was phenomenal because you know, she came out of new age and she was like i was trying to find scriptures you know that would because she's like i wanted to know like what does the word really say and why does it not you know i mean why does it not say that because they pick those scriptures and they try to make you sound like this is right you know this is what god god always wants you to be healthy wealthy and wise <laughs> like really no that's not true jesus said that we would go through trials and tribulations and that the, the world would hate us <laughs> because it hated jesus is going to hate you too we are in this world but not of this world and so but they they don't want you to they don't want to read that part of it no they it's called exegesis and isogesis and so um jesus i can't say jesus Je yeah anyway um it's like you read it into the word or do you let the word like basically read you? Yeah, you can't in, you can't read into it what you want it to say. You have to read it and let it tell you what it says, you know. Um, but I see this happening a lot. And we have the Andy Stanleys in the world and we have the Joel Osteens in the world. And we have Kenneth Copeland's and we have Paula White, whatever her name is. Uh, what's the dude at Elevation? Um, all, all these people that are not christians they're not christians and they will stand before god one day and they'll have to answer they'll have to answer to him you know uh and 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 the millions of people that they have led straight to hell you know there they will be you know the bible says at, that you shouldn't want to be a teacher 
because you will be held in stricter, um, in, in stricter, what is it, um, what do you call that, uh, accountability, I guess you could say, than other other people because, um, you know, you, you, have a, you have a position of authority over people like pastors and um, teachers and like whatever. And if you teach them a false gospel, you will be held accountable for that. The, their blood is on your hands. And uh, it, it makes me sick. It just, and, that, and that's why I have such a hard time with that. And then these women pastors and all this garbage out there. And, you know, people, you can, get, people can get mad at me all they want to for what I say about that. But I haven't, I have been saying it for ever since I started this podcast. That was one of the main reasons I started this podcast was the women pastors and all of this stuff. So I've been harping on this for years. Okay. What the Bible says, was it six months ago, seven months ago, um, maybe a little longer than that. I did an entire podcast and I, and I, uh, and I actually put it on YouTube too. I think it's one on YouTube on women pastors. What's, what are women's roles in the church what are we to do in the church and then of course there's tongues are tongues supposed to be uh in church um what are all these i have pot i have youtube videos of all those things that i broke all that down there are no women pastors in the bible god is very clear on that if you go to a church and they tell you that you need to go and question them about that can women be teachers over children? Yes. Can women be teachers over other women? Yes. Huge. Absolutely. Women are, that's, man, we're called to do that. We're called to uh, be over the, you know, teach the, teach the children and teach other women. And, you know, it even tells you that the, the widows. And so, yes, huge, huge. Yeah. We're supposed to do those kind of things. Are, are we supposed to preach? No. Are we supposed to have any authority over men? No. God goes back to Genesis, you know, when Adam and Eve were deceived. Who was deceived? It was Eve that was deceived. And then she gave to her husband who then ate. So anyway, um, but women have specific roles and we have important roles. It's called complementarianism. And, um, you know, people are like, that, that's so messaging. I mean, no, it's, tr it's th what the Bible says. Men are not more important than women, and women are not more important than men. We are equal in the eyes of God. We just have different roles that we play. And, um, you know, that's just, I mean, people can get mad all they want to, but the Bible is very clear on that. And, uh, you know, my brother found a really good, uh, really good church he said he wanted to go to, and then he told me about it. And I looked it up, and I'm like, Damon, they have women pastors because, well, you know, they're just married to the, I'm like, no, there's a church here. And I have told you guys about that. And you know, you've heard, you know, I call my wallet to be fat. Yeah, that one. They have women pastors. It doesn't take very long to go down that slippery slope. Once you start that route down that just snowballs you into heretical teaching. Super fast super easy it may seem innocent at first you know it may seem like all oh, innocent like oh you know pastor whatever you know <laughs> and it may seem innocent at first but then next thing you know they're telling you you can't listen to social media because you can't make up your own mind what's right and wrong you know what i mean you have to listen to us and us only we're the only ones that can tell you what you can think basically that's how fast that other place snowballed in to where they started asking the women to come in and, and preach I'm just saying, folks. I know people can get mad at me. 
You can get them out at me. You can go to godquestions.org. There's a, I don't know how it snowballed into this over here, but this is what we, this is where I ended up at. So I guess the Lord has it on my heart. Uh, say women pastors. And so I have a, uh, our church has a YouTube channel and, uh, I'm trying to do the best I can to keep up with it. Uh, the questions. And I had this guy tell me that, um, you people who think that Christ is going to reign for uh, a thousand years, there's something wrong with y'all in the head. <laughs> y'all have a bad heart and i was like did you not read your bible you know but i can't be a smart butt you know i had to say oh you know so i put up you know got questions i don't trust got questions i don't trust i just trust my bible i'm like did you read your bible because it doesn't sound like you read your bible <laughs> i mean the bible's very clear on a thousand year millennial reign of jesus christ because it doesn't say anything about jesus reigning i'm like what Bible are you reading? King James only. I'm like, the King James tells you that. Yeah. Anyway. So any, anyway, folks, we're going to do uh, women pastors. Let me see if I can pull it up. Are women, can you put our women to be pastors? Uh, to be pastors. I can type today, folks. I can. Oh, I'll tell you what. So it says, what does the Bible say about women pastors? Super easy. There's perhaps no more hotly debated issue in the church today than that of a woman serving as pastors. As a result, it is important to not see this issue as men versus women. We are There are women who believe women should not serve as pastors and that the Bible places restrictions on the ministry of women. And there are men who believe women can serve as pastors and that there are no restrictions on women in ministry. This is not a matter of chauvinism or discrimination. It is an issue of biblical interpretation. The word of God proclaims, quote, a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. First Timothy chapter two, verses 11 through 12. I mean, that seems very clear. In the church, God assigns different roles to men and women. This is a result of the way mankind was created and the way in which sin entered the world. 1 Timothy 2, verses 13 and 14. God, through the apostle Paul, restricts women from serving in roles of teaching and or having spiritual authority over men. This precludes women from serving as pastors over men, since pastoring definitely includes preaching, teaching publicly, and exercising um, sorry, spiritual authority. And of course, there are many objections to this view of women in pastoral ministry. A common one is that Paul restricts women from teaching because in the first century, women were typically uneducated. However, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, nowhere mentions educational status. If education were a qualification for ministry, then the majority of Jesus' disciples would not have been qualified. A second common objection is that Paul only restricted the women of Ephesus from teaching men. And 1 Timothy was written to Timothy, the pastor of the church in Ephesus. Ephesus was known for its temple uh, to Artemis, and women were the authorities in the branch of paganism. Therefore, the theory... You know, so that theory goes, Paul was only reacting against the female-led customs of the Ephesians idolaters, and the church needed to be different. However, the book of 1 Timothy nowhere mentions Artemis, nor does Paul mention the standard practice of Artemis worshipers as a reason for our restrictions in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. And, of course, you can go on and on and on, but, you know, the main thing is, of course, I'll throw up Deborah, too, Miriam, Deborah. Um, but the main thing is, he's very, very specific god has a reason for everything and so you know we just oh but anyway i had to throw that in there i don't know why it was on my heart um but a lot of things are on my heart you know but i just i just hate it because 
they take good churches and then they twist them and then they take scripture and they twist it to fit their needs because they want to be more quote cultural relevant you know we're gonna lose people if we're not culturally relevant it just upsets me um it upsets me because they 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 twist scripture and then they they try to they they try to make it okay and then they and they sometimes they bring it in so slowly you know because it's a satan crept in unaware remember he just crept in he didn't like burst in the doors you know he crept in um anyway and uh subtly subtly they came in just like these churches subtly changing all this stuff and so then the, the people that attend they just think oh yeah so they go along to get along and of course you know it's so subtle they don't even realize what's going on until boom it's full-blown and then they're like hey there's nothing wrong you know it's just like you know so doctors baffled by unprecedented surge in cancers among young people under 50 the wall street journal reports that doctors are baffled by the sudden rise in cancer among young people this is from you know him you love him and it's leo homan h-o-h-m-a-n-n dot com yeah folks the journal writes quote cancer is hitting more young people in the united states and around the globe baffling doctors diagnosis raised in the u.s rose in 2019 to to rose in 2019 to 107.8 cases per hundred thousand people under 50 up 12.8 cent uh 12.8 percent from 95.6 in 2000 federal data show a study in the BMJ Oncology last year reported a sharp global rise in cancers in people under 50 with the highest rates in North America, Australia, and Western Europe. I'm just going to throw this in here. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Those are the highest vaccinated countries on the globe. The word vaccine appears nowhere in the article, he says, and mindlessly goes on to say that doctors are racing to figure out what is making them sick. And how to identify young people who are at high risk. The, they suspect that changes in the way we live, less physical activity, more ultra-processed foods, new toxins have raised the risk for younger generations. Unquote. This is astonishing. A whole article about rising cancers in young people that have cropped up over the last couple of years without even mentioning the one big elephant in the room. Golly gee, what could have taken place over that time span? Young people are but forced to get jabbed. They're all but forced to get jabbed at schools, colleges, military, and the workplace. Practically everywhere they looked, there was something waiting, or there was someone waiting with a needle to stick it in their arms. Not once, not twice, but three and four times. Some have had as many as seven or eight injections of synthetic mRNA toxins, and these shots are still being pushed at some schools and colleges. Quote, the patients are getting younger, Dr. Andrea Serkek, uh, who co-directs a program for early onset gastrointestinal cancer patients at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York, told the Wall Street Journal, adding, quote, it's likely some environmental change, whether it's something in our food or medication or something we have not yet identified, unquote. I have no words. America's youth have been sold out by greedy and corrupt elders who they looked up to and trusted. Dr. Robert Malone presented evidence last year during congressional testimony showing that pharmaceutical giant Moderna knew its COVID mRNA shots caused cancer. Dr. Malone, one of the inventors of mRNA technology, testified during a hearing on Capitol Hill led by Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, from Georgia 
F. Bergman Slay News, November the 18th of 2023. Uh, Captain Joseph uh, R. John of Combat Veterans for Congress reports, quote, Moderna's patent shows that its COVID-19 vaccine vials contained billions of DNA fragments. Those fragments, along with other contaminants, are linked to birth defects and cancer. In their patent, Moderna admitted that contaminants in the shots cause cancer. Meanwhile, the study found that Pfizer's COVID-19 mRNA injection also contains the same contaminants. F. Bergen Slay News from the 18th of November of 23. Quote, documentation of the risk associated with people being injected with the experimental gene therapy inoculation was provided. Provided by Pfizer to regulators in the United States, Europe, and Canada. According to Dr. Malone, the FDA regulators removed the notation. The removal of the information is an apparent attempt by the FDA to hide it from the public. F. Bergman Slay News, the 18th of 23. Quote, however, as Dr. Malone highlights in his testimony, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration apparently, quote, ignored this admission. Um, end quote, when approving the shots for public use. The FDA says they were not aware of any concerns, but Moderna in its own patent lays out the same concerns and risks that exist about DNA in insertional mutagenesis and genotoxicity. Of course, that's from Slay News of the 18th of 2023. Dr. Malone argued that executives and scientists at Moderna and Pfizer must have known about the risks. I'm not suggesting that vaccines are the only reason for this spike in cancers among the young. Increased consumption of processed foods is likely another contributing factor for the huge uptick in coral uh, colorectal cancers in those under 55. But the biggest change in the last two and a half years has been the all-new mRNA vaccines. And cancer isn't the only life-threatening or life-altering diseases um, hanging over the heads of the younger generation like never before. Thousands of young athletes have been diagnosed with myocarditis as well as suffered strokes and blood clots. Stars and Tribes uh, reports that the Army is mourning the unexpected death of a world-class soldier athlete who had her sights set on an Olympic gold medal in freestyle wrestling this summer. And that is Estrella star Dorado Morin, age 21, died January the 3rd in Thornton, Colorado, of complications from emergency surgery. The Army said in a statement Wednesday she had experienced numbness in her upper extremities from blood clots, her family told the Army. Dorado Morin enlisted in the Army in 2020 as a fuel supply specialist and later joined the service's world-class athlete program as a freestyle wrestler. Morin and her younger sister uh, Adriana Dorado Morin made the world team's um, in their perspective or respective weight classes, Estrella at 117 and Adriana at 121 pounds. Less than a year apart, these sisters were two peas in a pod, said their aunt Patricia Lopez, according to an Army statement. Now, one of them has died from blood clots. She almost certainly would have received the COVID jab under Joe Biden's clot shot mandate, which was eventually struck down by the courts, but only after 95% or more of the U.S. military have been injected folks you can go to leah holman h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com to read that article if you would like to um go show leo some love go donate some money to his website and um, for all the wonderful um research that he does uh i'm very thankful for that another big one here get ready for this folks genetically modified synthetic milk to hit stores in 2024 Oh, oh boy, get ready, folks. Oh, don't you want your genetically modified synthetic milkshake today? This is technocracy.news, folks. Uh, and this is, oh, goodness, this is by Miriam Heinen via Substack. And it was posted the 12th of January. 
And um, it says, no antibiotics, no hormones, just dairy. A complete, a new, completely lactose-free dairy. Dairy without the cows? Mm, how does that work? So the fake milk sold by Bored Cow uses a wannabe whey protein, microflora called ProFirm, made by their partner, Perfect Day, a consumer biology company on a mission to create a kinder, greener tomorrow by developing new ways to make the food you love today, starting in the dairy aisle. They claim their product is a new kind of, quote, animal-free, and quote, milk alternative, quote, made with real milk protein from fermentation, unquote. Health Research Institute, a nonprofit independent lab based in Fairfield, Ohio, examined multiple samples of Bored Cow's, quote, original uh, flavor milk using mass spectrometry to test the claim that the synthetic protein it contained was the same as real milk protein. HRI compared these results to samples of natural milk from grass-fed cows. Their testing revealed 92 unknown molecules and a fungicide in synthetic milk protein used by more than a dozen food brands sold in common grocery chains. Did you get that, folks? Their testing revealed 92 unknown molecules and a fungicide in quote synthetic unquote milk proteins used by more than a dozen food brands sold in common grocery store chains the ingredient listed for bored cow's original flavors are water animal free whey protein from fermentation sunflower oil sugar less than one percent of vitamin a vitamin b12 vitamin d2 riboflavin citric fiber uh, a citrus fiber, salt, dipotassium phosphate, acacia, gel and gum, mixed tocopherols, uh, calcium, potassium, phosphate, citrate, natural flavor, and in parentheses, contains milk allergen, animal-free whey protein. Mm. This is a stew made with sorcery and mostly crap, starting with the sunflower oil, which is an inflammatory seed oil that may be genetically modified as well. Meanwhile, the label does not specify whether the whey protein was produced through the genetic engineering of yeast, although the main input for fermentation is sugar, and they're using high fructose corn syrup, which is a GMO product. It's all gross and phony. Absolutely. Aside from the host of unknown compounds, synthetic milk lacked many important micronutrients found in natural milk, such as, of course, omega-3, fatty acid, vitamin E, and so on and so forth. And um, it says, additionally, forms of carnitine that are really important for energy metabolism were either missing or present in trace amounts in their Syndio byproduct. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Doesn't that just sound delish in a dish? Uh, Fagan found it concerning that the bored cow samples also contain an agricultural fungicide called Benthia valicarb isopropylol. Mm, boy, doesn't that just sound delish? Uh, yeah, it says the 92 unknown mo- molecules we found have never been studied by scientists. So we don't know whether they're safe or dangerous, whether they are nutritious or nutrients or toxins, added Fagan. Isn't that crazy you guys because quote i think the reason this fungicide is present is because they added it to the fermentation process to inhibit the growth of fungi that could contaminate the production system he said so the things that we see here are not really good for us let me put it that way unquote hci's official report has not been published yet but suffice to say these results contradict perfect dairy's claim that its product used by bored cow is identical to what cows make Mm, mm. claiming the proteins are molecular identi- identical 
to those produced by cows is a lie. Synthetic milk has never been consumed by humans and has not undergone safety testing by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So there's a lot more to that article, folks. If you would like to um, go check that out, uh, I'll tell you, you might want to because it says the biotechnology industry is marketing this method as precision fermentation because it exploits a natural process, but it's actually a form of genetic engineering. So Synbio, short for synthetic biology, is a method that uses genetic engineering to modify microorganisms like yeast, algae, or bacteria to produce novel products current federal law does not require products that contain pro firm to be labeled as bioengineered or as containing gmos the non-gmo project states that symbio products go quote unlabeled and unregulated in the marketplace unquote didn't that just scare the hecky darn out of you folks that we could be eating this stuff you know what i'm saying well it's a good thing that i actually am allergic to milk so that's kind of good because if i see milk on something even genetically modified or fake whey protein i'm gonna be like "Mm, no thank you yeah, so the FDA does not carry out commission or require mandatory safety testing of GMOs that are entering the human food supply. Certain GMOs are regulated by other government agencies, such as the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, the Ag and Plant and all that good stuff. But yeah, on March 25th of 2020, the FDA sent Perfect Day a no questions letter that classified pro-firm as generally recognized as safe or grass. Oh, goodness gracious. Let me tell you, that's kind of scary. That's very scary, folks. So that could be in the food like right now that we are eating. And that's, ooh, Lord have mercy. That's why you got to know where your food comes from. i tell you what, you better know where your food comes from. Well, folks, I have been harping and, and just chew on here for a little bit. So I have to get off of here. Uh, we will pick back up tomorrow with Dean Dwyer's article on proof of, oh, goodness gracious, digital ID framework. The WF is creating much more than proof of identity. Folks, uh, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thanks you guys so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for the great, uh, for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who commanded us to watch and wait for him. So we are expectantly waiting for our lord jesus to come and take us out of here praise be to god glory to god almighty thanks you guys and uh may god bless each and every one of you i love each and every one of you i thank y'all so much for listening and um shoot me an email at bible prophecy the number four today at outlook.com thanks you guys check out the website at bible prophecy for today the number four today dot com go check it out and see what you guys think there's links to the author page on there uh get a merchandise there's all kinds of stuff out there so go to there check it out if you want to download a book or two that'd be great anyway uh god bless you guys